0: What is up, you beautiful happy hustlers out there? Carrie Jack here, and I hope you're having an amazing day. And in this special episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast, we have um, Miss Tia Graham, who is the author of Be a Happy Leader, her new book, which I can't wait to read. She is a keynote speaker and the founder of Arrive at Happy. She has worked with global companies such as Goldman Sachs, Four Seasons, and the American Heart Association to reduce turnover and drive bottom-line results. With multiple certifications in neuroscience, whoa, positive psychology, leadership coaching, and employee morale, she has supported leaders for five years at Arrive at Happy. Prior to running Arrive at Happy, she led sales and marketing teams at luxury hotels in the United States and Europe for brands such as W Hotels, Weston, and in the London. She has a business degree in tourism from the university of Hawaii. Ooh, that's fun. As a certified chief happiness officer, she partners with executives to boost profit and performance, utilizing her evidence-based aha business growth process. I hope I got that right. Um, this is going to be an amazing conversation with Tia. And when you guys get some value from this, I highly recommend picking up her new book. It is going to be all linked up in the show notes. It just came out and it is a doozy. And we're going to dive all into that right after this quick episode sponsor break. Real quick, guys, I just want to give a huge shout out to this episode's sponsor, Nutopia, who is making my favorite supplements for optimizing your cognitive performance. If you want to get the hookup on these bad boys, you can go to newtopia.com forward slash happy hustle. And if you use your brain to make money, I highly recommend you get some of these brain optimizing supplements. They are the real deal. newtopia.com forward slash happy hustle. Now let's get back to this episode. All right, Tia Graham, welcome to the Happy Hustle Podcast. I am so excited to connect.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm thrilled to be here with you.
0: Yeah, I mean, we have a ton of synergies. Um, not only do we both have happy in our book titles, uh, but we're just both, you know, big into creating, you know, personal life and professional life balance. And um, mm-hmm. you're an entrepreneur, you know, you're big into, you um, sales and marketing and all things I love. And you have a very extensive background. Before we get into all that good stuff, Tia, what's something interesting about yourself that not too many people know?
1: Not very many people know that one weekend I was hiking in the South of Spain during my university years with a friend and we got lost still don't, to this day, don't know how we got lost. We had to sleep overnight in a dried up riverbed. I thought we were going to die. We ended up making it. (laughs) Um, So I don't think very many people know that, that I uh, was in the mountains in Spain one night without any camping gear.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's pretty awesome. I mean, not at the time, but a great story. I lived in Barcelona for nine months, and we went up the Costa Brava in south of Mm -hmm. France. And so I have an idea where you're talking about. Um, But I didn't have to sleep in any riverbeds. So uh, that's uh, definitely a fun fact. Now, Tia, I always like to kick things off with a bang. So let's start with just what does it take to be a happy leader? (laughs) it takes the the i would say
1: first off just intention and focus that you want to prioritize your happiness prioritize your well-being and consistently make choices mm. to you know to to increase your well-being like not you know not not let up and also put the happiness and well-being of your team as a top priority also. So focusing Mm. on self, focusing on team, and then also creating strategies and implementing strategies so that you're not working all the time so that you have a balanced life.
0: Mm. Amen to that. And, you know, as we chatted in the pre-chat, you know, balance is like one of my favorite words. I really believe balance equals happiness. And I think right now there's yes, a pandemic going on, but there's also an epidemic of imbalance, especially in the entrepreneurship and business realm. You know, this grind culture has been glorified and I burn out as an entrepreneur. The happy hustlers out there know my story, but I I think there's now this um, awakening of business leaders and entrepreneurs starting to actually take care of themselves, take care of, you know, their businesses as well. But Really focusing on the holistic approach to happiness, and that's you know why the happy hustle was born. I'm curious, why was you know be a happy leader born? What what's the backstory behind this book?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, well, I definitely agree. Of the, the epidemic of imbalance and burnout, everything I'm <laughs> yeah. like nodding. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So uh, for 14 years I've led teams for luxury hotels in the United States and in Europe and I always loved and felt so honored to be a leader, to be able to, you know, lead other human beings. I thought, wow, what an opportunity. And in those during those, that time, I had both really inspirational, happy leaders that I worked for and worked with. And I also encountered the opposite, really unhappy, toxic leaders. And I saw the ripple effect and the 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 different ways that it negatively affect affected people. Hmm. And so You know, we spend so much time working, of course, whether you're an entrepreneur in a a bigger company. And so, you know, the influence and the impact that leaders have on people is tremendous. And so one that was one reason I was like, okay, we need to have more happy people that are leading other people because of how they influence people. And then um, when I started researching the science of happiness and adult neuroscience and um, became a certified chief happiness Officer for Happiness at Work. And I fa- saw all of this information that, to be honest, isn't as widespread as they think it should be. Mm. And so I wanted to basically marry the leadership experience and sort of hotel experience with all of this uh, scientific research on happiness and put it together and, and provide leaders with a uh with, with strategies and, and tools that they could use to help themselves and help their teams. So, um, that's, I I became a leader really young age 26. And so I wish, I wish someone had handed me this book, you know, many, many years ago. And I would have would have had less struggles, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, it's definitely important to lead by example, and it's definitely important to be happy, you know, within the hustle. If you are, And I think everyone out there, all the happy hustlers listening can resonate with having an unhappy leader in some capacity. Like we can all think back to someone who was just crotchety, grumpy, you know, like not a good, uh, leader and largely in part because their, their attitude, you know, was not one of happiness and joy. It was, um, more pessimistic and, and, you know, anger, stress. And, and I think it does set the tone for the company for ultimately the employees below. So it's such an important topic. And I'm really glad you wrote this book because, you know, more leaders need to choose happiness and they need to lead from that perspective. Give us, and you mentioned the research, give us maybe the most alarming uh, or notable happiness stat from your book.
1: Oh, great question. An alarming one is that two thirds of leaders within the United States are disengaged while working. Mm. And 14% are actively disengaged. Like they are completely, you know, m- mentally, psychologically checked out, right? They're not engaged with their work. So if you think about that, that's a lot of unhappiness trickling down the corporate ladder, the nonprofit ladder, whatever, wherever these leaders are. And also, research shows that unhappy, toxic, negative leaders not only affect their employees and the team members, but they affect those team members' spouses and their children, right? So mm. you think about an angry boss that's being negative, that person's going to bring it home to their families. And so there's really a ripple effect into society. And so that's why I say for leaders, I talk about the happiness imperative. Like It is vital that you bring Of course, not every single day, you know, leaders are humans, but you need to be more positive than negative. You need to be more optimistic than, like you said, angry and angry negative all the time, because, because just because of the effect that you have on people.
0: Yeah. And that's um, so interesting that you referenced that study. I believe that's from the Gallup Gallup State of the Global Workplace study, where they polled over 149 uh, employees or 149 different countries, employees and leaders. And I, I referenced that study as well. And it's so interesting because you think about it, like, two out of every three people right now are either disengaged or actively disengaged with their work meaning they're not they're not happy with what they're doing with their reality and you know actively disengaged people and this was so interesting to me when I read this, uh, statistic cost the U S workplace alone, over $450 billion in lost, you know, work wages and productivity because, yeah. you know, you think about that person in the corner of the office, who's like getting people off task and, and starting rumors and creating drama. Um, yeah. personally, I've never worked in an office like that. I've never had a real job. I've always been kind of an entrepreneur, like go yeah. out and, you know, eat what I hunt, but, um, <laughs> that's just so interesting to think about how much money is lost. So it's, if you're not only, you know, reading, be a happy leader for yourself and your company's well-being. read it for your bottom line, because it really does affect it.
1: Yes. Yes. And, you know, you and I are both entrepreneurs, right? That you're, when you think about the team and the people we influence, you might have people that you might have people on your team within your company, and you might also have, um, you know, people on contract, whether you're working with graphic designers or someone helping with SEO or whatever. Right. So, and, and this is virtual or in person, the way that the way that we influence. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I always say, you know, prioritize happiness for yourself and your health and your success. And then also it's for your friends, for your family members and everyone you work with. Cause of course that energy and those emotions are contagious.
0: Yeah, 100%. I I mean it really is contagious and you know I think it's really um a great point to talk about energy and and to just talk about your frequency, you know, what mm. you put out in the world. And you can choose every single day to be happy and live through that optimistic lens or you can choose the opposite, that pessimistic mm. lens of despair, and it's a choice we all have. Now, I'm curious, Tia, who exactly is this book for? Like Give us the, you know, the exact person who you wrote it for and maybe like the second and third uh, rung circle as well.
1: Sure. Sure. So, yes. So this book is for someone who's um, either running their own company. So it could be, you know, a CEO or entrepreneur of of a smaller organization, or it's for leaders within organizations, say sort of that mid to high level and, um it's for someone who is passionate about leadership they really really want to do well but they're struggling they could be really overwhelmed stressed um having mm-hmm. challenges with turnover and and they you know are are not knowing why They're not not able to attract top talent or keep the best talent. And although they're working really hard, they're not achieving the results that they want. And their team isn't Mm. achieving the results. And they so they have a desire to do well. And they have a desire to be happy in their life and be happy while they're working, but they're challenged. Mm. And so that's that's who this book is for. And it's full of... There's personal stories to inspire them. There are, there are strategies to help them with their own happiness. And then there's also strategies to help them with their team and with for driving results.
0: Mm, love that. I mean, really, if you're an aspiring leader or a leader right now, this book is for you. You know, that's pretty much like... And we're all leaders in our own right, you know, mm-hmm. of our family, of our okay. of ourselves, of our companies. Um and now I do want to dive into the eight step. To you know, be a happy leader methodology, and just yes. you know, run through it. I, I know we can't get into the nitty gritty details because that's what the book is about, and and yeah. you know, people need to pick up a copy if they want to go and and get into those details. But give us just an overarching, you know, high level view of of those eight steps.
1: Yes, so. I wanted to put it in a methodology because I say I'm a happiness practitioner. I'm taking research from, you know, different places, but I want to make it very practical and applicable for someone who's busy working in a company or running a company. They have kids, they have a lot going on. So making it bite-sized, that's that kind of how the steps came to be. And I was reflecting back on my experience too. So step one is all about start with you. You cannot Mm. expect to have a happy team and, you know, grow revenue significantly if if you're not in a place of contentment and you're not well. So, mm-hmm. start with you is filled with strategies and tactics to prioritize your happiness and increase your happiness based on positive psychology and neuroscience. Mm. Um, step two is about zooming out. So, this is really about having a broad perspective and looking at your business, whether you are the owner or you're in a a lower level position within a company, but really looking at the business as an owner and um, never having tunnel vision. So always just being very Mm open-minded. Step three, one of my favorites is execute brilliantly. So this step, I really honed when I had um, a toddler and a baby, and I was working in a very busy, busy job in a very extremely high pressure job in Los Angeles mm. and I could only work from eight to five because I had two little kids. It's not like I could work, not, you know, all the time. And so these are strategies that I created so that I only worked from eight to five. And then I was present with my family. And during those years or when I got my best business results, leading a team. And, you know, so I, this is a strategy of you don't need to work all the time. Step four is about prioritizing your relationships over to-do lists. So when you're leading a team and you have so much to do, you are, you know, you just feel overwhelmed. And my my intention with this step is, if you put your people first and spend time with your people, your to-do list is going to shrink significantly. So invest in those relationships, and I give mm-hmm. ways to do so. Next step is about um, your number one priority, so that's about your team. So creating a team that's full of trust and psychological safety and empowerment so that your team thrives together, talk about friendships, et cetera. Step six is on measuring to excel. So this is for any single person in business, entrepreneur in a company, measuring, really focusing on measuring the lead measures, the activities that are going to drive your business forward. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, the lag measures, the results will follow. Step seven is be the spark. So we were just talking about energy. So this is all about being that light for your team and coming into work, whether it's virtual or in-person every single day and lifting up others up and taking your energy really seriously. And then the last step is about mastering your mindset. So having a bias towards innovation, being open and saying yes, and also always focusing on professional development and personal development, always, always growing as a human and never, never feeling like you've arrived, you know, to keep Mm -hmm. going on the journey.
0: Yeah. Those are great. Um, I just want to recap you know, for the happy hustlers out there, these eight steps um, and feel free to fill in wherever I might have uh, gone awry. But step one, will start with you. And obviously you have to operate um, from a full cup. If you want to really be a happy leader, you have to give from that overflow. And if you're not content and happy inside yourself, then that will be very difficult to, uh, shine happiness outward. The second step, broad perspective, you know, keeping yourself open to, um, different opportunities. And I think, you know, not having that tunnel vision, that's a great way to put it, you know, Execute brilliantly, I do like that one as well. Step number three. I really like that you don't or you didn't work past your you know eight to five window that's something that I, you know I think a lot of entrepreneurs and business um professionals they struggle with boundaries yeah. and that's one of the things you know where there's this disconnect between work life balance per se. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're just working more than you're actually spending time giving to your family and your friends and yourself. So yes. it's really important to have boundaries there and execute brilliantly. Number four, prioritize relationships over your to-do list. I mean, what do they say your you know your net worth is equal to your net? Worth. And right. I have so found that to be true. Um, so I definitely think you know making sure that you're keeping contact with those important relationships in your life is imperative. Mm -hmm. Um, Number five, what is your number one priority? Well, your team and making sure that everyone is, you know, producing and delivering and also happy in the Mm -hmm. process. Number six, and this is one that's a big part of my book too. um, You know, the happy hustle is really important to measure, you know, in each of these 10 different alignments and you're big into measuring as well. Measure to excel. Like what is your KPIs? What are your lead measures? Um, what you measure you can manage. And if yeah. you don't know your numbers, if you don't know where you're at, it's going to be very difficult to make educated decisions. Right. Number seven, be the light, be the spark for others. You know, this is something I have a little love light bulb on my wrist. We're uh,
1: so aligned. <laughs> it looks like
0: a, a 12-year-old drew it because I was under the influence of plant medicine in a Costa Rican job jungle when it took place, but this was what came to me. Anyway, uh, I think it's so important to have that, you know, that light and just to shine it bright and then bringing it home with number eight, mastering your mindset, never, you know, being complacent, you know, you're either shrinking and dissolving, um, or you're growing and evolving, right? And so you, you choose. So yeah. those are great eight steps, Tia. And I, and I love that we went there and, and covered those. Um, where can people go to pick up a copy of this book? I mean, I know they're probably like, all right, already, where do I get this thing? So give us some great links and, and where people can go to find out more about you as well.
1: Oh, thank you. Yes. So if you want to find all about the book and all the bonuses that come with it, you can go to happyleaderbook.com. And my website for the company is arrive at happy.com. And on social media, it's arrive at happy and Tia Graham. And I want to, there's something, and you were talking, I want to say, you know, when you going back to the epidemic of imbalance and of burnout, I think that we need to consciously recognize that we value productivity and we value financial success and material success and, You know, title success so so much in our culture and social media just blows us out of the water, right? Compare comparing ourselves to other people. And to think about success, and I know you do this, think about success holistically, right? Success with being a good parent and a and a spouse and living long, like success with health and wellness and your spirituality. learning and growing, you know, your intellectual well-being and your emotional well-being. And of course, your financial and your work. The human experience is all of that. But I think Mm -hmm. we we focus so much on just like money and wealth and and, and title. It's not that you shouldn't do that, but life is so much more. So.
0: Amen to that, sister. Amen. I mean, that's like, one of the things that I got wrong early on in my entrepreneurial career was just focusing so much on profit and success and, you know, ego-driven titles. And it's like, when I achieved it, I realized, wow, this isn't really fulfilling. You know, it's it's not um, what it's all cracked up to be. And I think a lot of people realize that once they reach that mountaintop and they realize you know for lack of a better cliche saying then you have to go down and climb a new mountain and and bring all your homies with you and your family your friends you know <laughs> cuz you're like isolated when you get there and you just you know you realize there's more to life than just that Profit success and wealth and and title, so I love that you talked about that, and you know we're so aligned in, in that me- mindset and methodology. Mm-hmm. Now I do want to ask you some traditional happy hustle questions and Let's do you it. Know, I, I like to call these the happy hustle hacks. so maybe a tip, a tool, a tactic, something to do with these uh, different disciplines, first being health, you know I, I don't think you can be a happy leader. I don't think you can be a happy hustler um, if you are not healthy, you know, both mentally and physically. So I'm curious, do you have a happy hustle hack in regards to your health that you can share with the happy hustlers?
1: I say, uh, it's three. So I sleep consistently seven to nine hours a night, always. Mm -hmm. I cannot be a happy hustler if I'm sleep deprived. It's impossible. So sleep is crucial. And I, I see sleep as part of my business plan as part of my life plan. Like it's so crucial. Mm -hmm. Um, movement. And I, I talk about movement and exercise, not to look good. I it's, it's like happiness exercise. And and for me, my brain works differently, you know, mm-hmm. so that for sure. Um, and I really try and eat healthy foods and I follow the blue zones, which are the five places on earth where people live the longest.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: when it comes to food, I really try and eat I'm 80% full. So I try to be very um mindful about you know food in my body and not just you know eat because it's like checking it off the do list, but actually actually just you know be present when I'm eating. Um oh and a fourth, I'll say meditation for sure.
0: Yeah, those are great ones. I mean. All of which I practice and, you know, one in particular food is thy medicine, you know, really making yes. sure that you are diligent with what you put in your pie hole, because I think a lot of people aren't, you know, and yes. then they wonder, you know, why they feel like shit, <laughs> you right. know, it's like, right. well, what did you eat? You know, yeah. Um, and then obviously yes. moving the body, you know, sleeping so huge, really making sure your sleep is optimized um, and and just meditation as well. Yeah. Those are all great. Let's talk about money. I think it's really important to talk about money. Mm-hmm. um you know i'm curious if you have a happy hustle hack in regards to money maybe something you do to save or invest or spend wisely something that you could share with the happy hustlers
1: yes that's such a great question because financial well-being is is definitely a part a part of happiness yeah. um so i will say that for me i'm always very conscious on we talked about the climb like the mountain right and so I'm very driven, I always you know want to be successful, and I also am cognizant of the choices I'm making and how it affects my life. And I'll give an example. Recently, I was feeling actually very overwhelmed, really busy with different clients, book launch, money, and, and there was a lot of big money opportunities. It was but the busyness and the state of overwhelm, even though there was way more money coming in. Was actually making me less happy at home because I wasn't having enough time with my daughters and my husband. Hmm. So it's, I think, as entrepreneurs, it's very easy. It's a slippery slope to say, like, more money, more opportunity, more, 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 Mm more. So my advice is don't be, you know, before you say yes, it's almost like taking that time to say, okay, I'm going to say yes to this, but does it fit in with my overall goal of how I want my life to be? And mm. it's just, I recently, I recently was just there where it was like, all of a sudden got really unbalanced. There was a lot of great money opportunities, which were good, mm-hmm. but it was affecting me in other ways, mm. you know? So I think, yeah, I would say just like, just consciousness of when you're saying yes, how does that affect everything else in your life?
0: Yeah. Yeah. what you say yes to means you're saying no to everything else. Oftentimes, you know, if you say yes to this significant other, you're saying no to every other potential partner, you know, and, and you have to realize, um, the effect of these decisions, you know, what Isaac Newton says, like every, um, cause has a reaction butchered that but it's it's so true uh you know i don't want to say i don't want
1: people listening to think like oh don't go out no like i'm trying to grow my business like Yeah, yeah all of that but but just yeah i would say just being um just being just having awareness
0: yeah it's true let's talk about spirituality i think it's important you mentioned um you know, meditation, Mm -hmm. but I'm just curious. Do you have a happy hustle act in regards to spirituality? Maybe, you know, um, something you do, like, I don't necessarily care if it's one God or another. For me, it's more important just to have faith in something bigger than yourself, you know? Um, so let's hear if you have a happy hustle act in regards to spirituality.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. So I have to give credit to my mom for this because (laughs) I inherited it from her and I'm forever thankful among many things, but for me, spirituality the connection is really, really high when I'm in Mother Nature. And mm-hmm. so, my hack is whether it be swimming in the ocean, hiking in a mountain, skiing, snowboarding, whatever it is that you choose to do. But, uh, you know, as we look forward to 2022, if increasing the time that you spend with nature and, and I would say quiet time in ma- nature, because that's, you know, when you close your eyes and just can listen and connect and get recharged um and i would say time in mother nature without your phone.
0: Oh yeah. Amen to that. I mean that's that is exactly why you know i host these montana mastermind epic camping adventures for busy entrepreneurs who are crushing okay. it in many regards um but don't crush it in this spiritual solo sense where they aren't getting outside in mother nature they're not disconnecting from their devices to reconnect to their soul enough. And and that's why it's so important, you know. And um, for I hope maybe even one day you come to one I of mean, these. I happen-
1: would love to yeah. come. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it, I would love to come.
0: We go five days in the backcountry wilderness, so it's the real deal, you know, no phones, no tech. It, it's um you know it,
1: people probably
0: could use that every single quarter <laughs> oh yeah well and, and what's cool is too we learn you know primitive survival skills from a US marine and um, an expert survivalist who's on the show alone we teach everyone how to shoot epic bone arrows and, and snare their game and then we also bring in a fly fishing expert teach everyone how to fly fish and the art of doing so and which is super meditative and then yeah. I bring in a um, professional backcountry chef to get really good food and eats and and then our, our cowboy buddy packs in most of the heavy gear, but we hike in 10 plus miles. So it's yeah. a really great way to do exactly what you're talking about. Get solo in nature. So, yeah. and while we're at, and while we're on the subject, we need to be protecting our beautiful planet as well and yes. making conscious decisions with our dollar. You know, it's like, if you have a choice to support a B corporation versus some company off of Amazon, who's has unsustainable practices, I know it might be more expensive, but make that choice, that conscious choice with your dollar makes an impact. So, um, that's my little two cents there. Now, Tia, I do want to run you through the rapid fire round. And this is basically where I ask you random questions and you answer honestly for a thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Favorite food. Go bread, bread. Oh, okay. (laughs) Favorite movie. (laughs) I love it.
1: Oh gosh. Favorite movie. I don't know. One that I love is casino.
0: Okay. Favorite book.
1: Okay. Well, I'm kind of partial to be a happy leader. Um, but another, another book that I really, really love is, um, the happiness advantage by Sean Acar.
0: Thanks. Nice. What is your spirit animal?
1: Well, I think it might be a snow goose. Cause I talk a lot and I really love being around people.
0: <laughs> snow goose. That's the first, um, what was your first hustle? First thing you did for money?
1: First thing I did for money was I, I was a lifty at a ski resort. I'm from Canada.
0: Nice. Love it. Three things you're most grateful for.
1: My family, my health, and spreading happiness.
0: Love it. Best business advice.
1: Ooh, is work on what you are really, really passionate about and that you love. So you wake up excited.
0: Mm, love that. And if you had a billboard for the world to see with your last piece of content that you ever created, what's that billboard read? Uh, lift others up. Mm. Crush that rapid fire around Tia. Nice work. And I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you. Thank you so much for sharing your love, your light, your wisdom with the Happy Hustlers and for putting out this message to the world. You know, being a happy leader is something I really strive for every single day and just to be a happy person, uh, not only just to live my brand of being a happy hustler, but also just to lead others down this path to choose happiness every single day in every single way and, and to operate from that attitude of gratitude. And I see you doing just that. So I just want to say thank you for that.
1: Oh, of course. Thank you. And I'm um, excited that we'll get to meet one day in Montana soon. Or yep. uh, yeah, definitely. Yep. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: Now, before I let you go, I'm going to give you an opportunity to say any final words and one last um, plug for the link to where people can go to get this book. And then I'm going to ask you the final question. So any final words Tia? you? Uh,
1: final words, I would say is, uh, if you're going through a challenging time, if you feel like you're struggling right now, know that that's okay, that you're a human being and that you have the inner strength and resilience to to bounce back and be strong again. So don't give up. And you can find every information about the book at happyleaderbook.com.
0: Mm, love that. Now, last question, Tia. What does happy hustling mean to you?
1: Uh, Happy hustling means you're working hard, having fun, making an impact and filled with uh, joy and excitement along the journey.
0: Mm, Love it. Tia Graham, everyone. Thanks for watching and listening. We are out. Peace and love.